Is there a limit to when 5S is taken too far? Is 5S the first required step of every lean transformation? How does 5S increase the effectiveness of the entire organization and not just the shop floor? Hi, I'm Hayden Barker from Continuous Improvement Journey, where we help you take Continuous Improvement to the next level so you can destroy your organization's status quo, devastate your competitors, and fuel revolutionary innovation. For episode number two of Continuous Improvement Journey's podcast, we'll be exploring the topic, When 5S Goes Too Far. Welcome to your Continuous Improvement Journey. While on a manufacturing facility the other day, I witnessed that their 5S program was alive and well. Since I've forgotten what a clock and a garbage can was, I am eternally grateful for their 5S program that corrected my inability to remember basic everyday objects. For those that are listening to the podcast and cannot see these pictures, what they had done was printed out labels with the word clock and placed the label above the clock and garbage with, and placed it on the garbage can. While I was staring at the coat rack with the label coats on it, I began wondering, is there a point where a 5S program maybe went a little too far? It seems that when we focus too much on the technical aspects of the tool, some doing so, it can cloud our vision of the true purpose of 5S and the abilities and the opportunities that it could really could bring to our organization. The more that I've learned about implementing continuous improvement in organizations, the more deeply I feel that there needs to be a balance between the technical aspects of the improvement tool and the purpose or the vision of why that tool was created in the first place. Because if the technical aspect or the base, the technical side of the tool becomes a focus. The tool ends up being shoehorned in the organization in hopes it will bring some type of instantaneous success. But when something is shoehorned into it or maybe copied and pasted into your organization, it usually does not turn out well, at least from my point of view. It ends up being the next color of the month or short-term results that do not last or impact the entire organization. Originally there was only three S's, and then it became five, then six came along, and then I was looking at a LinkedIn post about, it was about a month ago, and somebody posted about 12 S's. 12. Maybe we've gone a little bit too far and become senseless and short-sighted, which I guess those also start with S's, but um, uh, anyway. But on, on the other hand, when the tool's purpose or vision of future success becomes the guide, uh, in organizations that I've worked with, their 5S program has done wonders to help organize their tools, keep those at the point of use, and 5S has been able to save production operators time and knowing exactly where each of those tools are and basically visualization when that tool is stolen, or I mean missing. What we need to do is we need to be careful and find the correct balance for when we implement any improvement tool into organizations. Because in some instances, 5S might become a, an obsession or a cult if we focus too much on the tools that later will turn into a stumbling block that will basically prevent future and more impactful improvements from being carried out, or in other words, lost opportunities that your organization could have had. And if things are not already bad enough with 5S, some organizations implement 5S audits, and those get carried out. And unfortunately, what I've seen with those is that you may have heard the term uh, 5S police. Uh, sometimes when an organization gets too carried away with their 5S program, then they have these 5S police that note any violations that occur, and ensure that all the tools copied from Toyota are being followed. 
And as described in my book, The Medicine of Lean Six Sigma and the Five Side Effects to Avoid, I made a note about this, about check-the-box lean, and how that might become a commonplace when you focus too much on the tools instead of having a continuous improvement lifestyle. If you're not familiar with check-the-box lean, the following example from my book shows that this, how this type of system works out for a 5S audit police program in a humorous manner. The second example is basically the reality of your lean tra transformation of where we're at, and it also is presented in a humorous manner as well. And so what we have here, you guys can't see this uh, if you listen to the audio version on the podcast, but if you're on uh, YouTube, you'll be able to see these, these two tables here. And the first top one we have is check the box lean. So the directions we have are place a check mark uh, for each lean tool that it's in place. Uh, make notes for any violations or deviations from the standard, and then you have 20 points awarded for each check mark. So we have the lean tool listed in the column, and then we have the notes of anything, any violations or deviations, and we have a checkbox. So we have Kanban, uh, notes there is none, uh, and on lights, there is no notes. 5S of tools and inventory, also all three of those so far had check marks. Standard work was posted. On the gimbal board, there's no notes about that. There is a check mark. Uh, gimbal board uh, is in place, um, but there's no notes about it. And it is in place, so there is a check mark. So they got a 100% score. Way to go. And the last note here, it says, Great job, production team. Sincerely, the 5S Audit Police. Uh, awesome. <laughs> the second table we have here is facing the reality of a continuous improvement transformation. So the directions for this are a little bit different from the first one where it's just pencil whipping and going through the motions. Where this one we have is place a check mark if each lean tool is understood, used daily, and fully integrated into the continuous improvement culture. And again, we have 20 points awarded for each check mark. Again, we have two, uh, well, three columns one for the check mark, one for the lean tool, and then the reality or the truth of what's going on in that organization. So for Kanban, is that production still produces to material requirements planning, or MRP. A few cards were found, and the Kanban replenishment is not linked with the supplier. And on lights, uh, they're dusty, and some lights have not worked for months. Those that do work are not even used. 5S of tools and inventory. that is in place, but the materials and tools are not at the point of use for people who use these items regularly. Standard work posted. It is posted on the gimbal board, but pages are missing, and pages that are remaining are two years old. Ouch. So we have here a gimbal board. Uh, it is in place, but the information contains productivity numbers from last month. Hmm, okay, so we have a score of zero. And the note, the last note we have in here from the 5S Audit Police is that uh, we said, We don't accept any responsibility for this. Sincerely, management. Again, those are kind of humorous, and I made those up, but it just, that's kind of what I've seen. I don't know if you've seen that before as well. Uh, you probably can relate to it. Uh, unfortunately, it happens in organizations that I've seen. Um, hopefully, it doesn't happen in yours, and that you can focus on developing a continuous improvement mindset instead of continuous improvement tool focus. And really, what it comes down to is, sadly, when check-the-box lean becomes a focus, this indicates that there's some type of misunderstanding or misapplication of the purposes of the improvement tool. 
and what it was originally designed for. We get carried away with the tools instead of the purpose or the vision of that. And so we really should evaluate, for an example with this, with, with 5S, we should evaluate of how it should be implemented into our organization before we begin stuffing it down our employees' mouth and ears. Because for some organizations that deal with high volume quantities, 5Sing tools can save minutes and, and seconds every day for every product produced. And, but, you know, some people, maybe that doesn't seem, uh, those seems kind of small for the time savings, but performing 5S in those high volume type situations and organizations, it might bring up a really high on, maybe a more higher priority for them to implement that and implement a 5S program as it will drastically increase the output of every, every, every day. But on the other hand, for companies with low volume quantities and variety of products that are made, which I would say is probably more common for organizations, 5S may not be the correct improvement tool for you to focus on first. I know some people might disagree with that and maybe say, well, how can this be? Is not, isn't 5S the first step of every improvement journey? Well, let's explore the following example. Uh, is shadowboarding and basically shadowboarding hand tools or having like a pneumatic screwdriver hanging from their operator so they can use it right there in high priority uh, situation to basically, it could save you minutes and seconds. Uh, so that would probably be really good, again, for those high volume situations. But on the other hand, is the lead time between the customer submitting a purchase order and having that product or service delivered to the customer measured in days, weeks, or most often months, maybe a higher priority to focus on? Finding the priority is crucial because nine times out of ten, the problem is not on the shop floor or where the work happens, believe it or not. The problem lies within the system because that is where problems are found lurking between all the processes and before value-adding working begins. I might kind of make sound like I'm knocking on 5S. I'm not. It just, it's just—it's not a bad thing. It just becomes bad when you go overboard with it. Again, some of those examples I shared. And so to help us find a good balance or a measuring stick we should use to implement any of these improvement tools, something we should ask ourselves is, will this isolated improvement bring about success not for just the process, but for the entire system? And the other question you should ask Will improving the entire system bring about significant improvements in the effectiveness of the entire organization? We need to kind of like gauge of which one makes the most sense. We focus on the process, or is the system, is that what's broken and that when we need to focus on that will bring about the, the biggest impact or the biggest uh, return on your investment? So, and like I, like I said, with it's usually with the with the system in that it, that's usually where a lot of rocks or problems are hiding below the surface of the water that boats or the system usually crash on and need to be addressed or resolved first. And just because everyone says to start with 5S or just that's what everybody usually does with when going on their first part of their continuous improvement journey, that does not mean it is right for your organization. 5S is important. However, we must also remember that each of our organizations are different and improvement tools need to be applied in a customized way instead of cookbook style lean tools you just throw mindlessly at your organization. Uh, it usually does not work and so we need to be a little bit more methodical, a little more harder work, have to think about it instead of just copy and pasting what the company down the road did or what Toyota did. In closing, I would like to hear about your experiences with 5S, whether they be good or bad. 
For those that are listening on the podcast, you can email me at Hayden at CIJourney.com, which is H-A-Y-D-E-N at at CIJourney.com. And then if you're listening on YouTube, just clickety-clack something down in the comments section. I'd love to hear about your experiences of how 5S is good or bad and your experiences with that. Um, But my three closing questions are that you can respond to is first, on one side of the spectrum, what significant improvements have occurred and what you've seen with 5S implemented correctly. Second, on the other side of the spectrum, at what point did you see 5S get out of control? Maybe have some funny stories you could share? It'd be awesome to hear. And lastly, what is the proper balance between the technical aspects and the purpose of 5S? Thanks so much for listening to the episode today. Uh, I really enjoyed you guys listening. Uh, I always, Again, I've always want to have feedback. Um, I'm not the most perfect person in the world, and we're all just learning together, and so the more that we can share with each other, the more that we can help make this world a more awesome place for everyone. So thanks, and have a great day.